The courses I taught at the seminary when I was teaching there were called pastoral ministry courses, how to be a good priest, really. And they were very practical. The guys loved them because they were so practical. One of the first things I taught them or shared with them, I said to them, whenever anybody comes to you as a seminarian or a priest or a staff member, whatever they're going to ask you, whether it's a trivial thing about what time is Mass on Sunday or confessions or something more important, the unspoken question is always, do you care? It's always there. This goes as well for restaurants, hotels, doctor's offices. goes for our families as well. Here's why I know that that's always an unspoken question when people come. Let's say they come and they ask for something here at the church. I said, somehow to the guys, you have to like, by the way you spend some time with them, the way that the tone of your voice, your eye contact, somehow, some way, you've got to communicate that you care. That's what we're all about. But if someone comes even and asks for what time Mass is, and the person doesn't look at them, has a kind of a, why are you bothering me tone, what's the first thing that's going to happen when they leave the office? They're going to go out and say to the people in the car, they don't even care. Right? That's what happens. They don't even care. It's always the unspoken question. So in this gospel today, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Why does that phrase touch so many people? Because so clearly in it, Jesus says, I care. It's almost when you hear that line, if you are burdened in life, it lifts a little bit of it right there. Because he's, and I'm sure Jesus with the, his, his, his eye contact and the tone of his voice, I wish I could hear Jesus' voice. You can just tell by the way people flock to him, he must have had such a compassionate tone. That's why it's so attractive. He offers an invitation to help. There's hope there. And then he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So he's talking about labor. He stays in there. are people of the land. So they would know about yokes. Made these wooden pieces that were carved out a hole for the ox to put his head in. And if you had enough money, two oxen are better than one. It's easier to pull the plow. So they had a, a yoke that was fitted for both. So when Jesus says to us, take my yoke, what they would have heard was, I'm going to be there right next to you. I'm walking with you. They would have heard that. And then he says, learn from me. So I started thinking earlier in the week, and I'm going to ask you now too, how do you learn from Jesus in your life? How, does, how has it happened? What ha has happened when you've learned something from the Lord, what's, what happens? Now, what I'm going to say, I've thought about how it happens to me, are actually things that are, just make common sense. But, but I don't know for you, but for me, a lot of times even common sense, I don't do it because I'm not thinking about it. What do we do? We listen, just like we did now, as we are doing now. We listen to the Word. We're listening more deeply as we're reflecting on it in this homily. 
So the first thing we do when we learn is we listen. There's got to be an openness of my heart to listen. And then the next thing we do is we watch. I know I do. I don't just, a lot of times I just don't do it by what I hear. I want to see it. What does that look like? So I watch what Jesus did in the Bible. Or I watch people who follow Jesus who are doing what he's talking about. When I was, when I was in the seminary as a student, we had a course in pastoral um, administration. And we were taught by a, a, a retired Harvard professor of business. And he told us, again, something very, just makes common sense. He said, he wrote an article, famous article called how to be good managers. He's talking about the business world. He said, you guys could use the word pastor. He says, if you want to be a good pastor, watch other good pastors. Watch what they do. And so from that moment in the seminary, I wasn't paying attention before that. After that moment, I watched every pastor I was with. What was effective? What connected? How were they... How did they show their compassion? And I was making these mental notes all the way through. It also works the other way. If you see a pastor do something that doesn't work, you say, ooh, I'm not going to do that. You know, it works that both ways. So we listen and we watch. And the third thing we do is the toughest thing, is we change. It's not easy to change. But we change. After we've listened and watched, our life changes. There's an old saying, to live is to change. No doubt about that. Our bodies change. There's a lot of things that just happen. How we look at things sometimes just changes, just going through life. But the saying says, to live is to change. To live well is to have changed often. There's great wisdom in there. And so I pray for the courage and I come to that point, Lord, help me change. Dear Lord, for all of us here, we pray that what you're trying to teach us right now, every single one of us, we know, Lord, that you're trying to tell, show us something in our life, in our journey. Help us to listen. Help us to see you and those around us who live that teaching and give us the fortitude and the courage to change. And for anyone here, Lord, who is feeling burdened right now, may they hear your invitation. Come to me, and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy, and my burden light.